I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. What are you doing in work? You're obviously sick. Oh, it's not that... <laughs> it's not that bad. It only hurts when I swallow today and sometimes when I breathe, but I'll be alright. You know, it is that time of year again when cold and flu are running rampant, so here are some tips for trying to stay healthy. Number one, wash your hands. Most cold and flu viruses are spread by direct contact, so keep your hands clean all the time. And don't cover your sneezes and coughs with your hands, because that's no good. You're just basically sharing the germs all over the place. Drink plenty of fluids. Do some exercise regularly. You should actually also be eating foods that contain phytochemicals. Phyto means plant, and the natural chemicals in these plants give vitamins and food a supercharged boost, which boosts your immune system. Definitely don't smoke, and cut out the alcohol. That only suppresses your immune system and dehydrates you anyway. And finally, relax, because you can actually teach yourself to relax and activate your immune system which helps you fight against cold and flu viruses. As for you, I'd suggest you go home. Yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) Good thinking. Hi, I'm Mari Frank, host of Privacy Piracy, which airs every Monday morning at 8 a.m. right here on KUCI. 88.9 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm also so pleased to present the weekly segment of Orange County Sheriff News and Safety Tips. And we are so fortunate today. We are going to be interviewing Sergeant Rick Johnson, who has two jobs with the Orange County Sheriff's Department. He is Administrative Sergeant for the Theo Lacey facility. And he is also the Sheriff's Department's canine supervisor, and he's been with the department for 27 years. Rick, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks, Mari. Thanks for having me. Well, why don't you tell us about that canine division? Well, the department has uh, has a lot of dogs. They have bomb dogs. They have narcotics dogs. They have bloodhounds who do tracking. But I'm the supervisor of what we call patrol dogs. Patrol dogs are dogs that uh, search for suspects and they also search for narcotics. Um, We call those those apprehension dogs um, where they go out and they apprehend suspects uh, out in the field. They also uh, search for narcotics. They uh, search for evidence and we have the largest uh, canine unit in the county. I would imagine they also protect you, right? Yeah, they uh, we practice and they're trained for uh, handler uh, protection also. Well, so how do you choose these wonderful dogs, and and how do you get them, and are they real expensive? How does that all work? Well, what we do is we have a uh, a contractor, a trainer out in uh, Riverside. It's called the Adler Horse International, and what we do is we uh, we go out there. We have a trainer named Dave Reaver. He goes to Europe probably four or five times a year and buys uh, dogs for most of the departments in uh, Orange County or Southern California. Um, 
The dogs cost approximately, with training, about $15,000. Wow. Um, they come trained and certified. Uh, usually what we get is uh, Belgian Malinois, German Shepherds, and Dutch Shepherds. And then uh, the handlers go through a uh, basic training course with the dogs. Um, most of the cost of the dogs come from uh, donations from the public, from the Sheriff's Advisory Council and private donors. Wow, that's terrific. Well, we're going to have you back next week to talk more about the training and all this exciting. I've seen the, the guys in action, and they are wonderful dogs. So we'll have you back again. Okay, Rick? Thank you very much, Mari. Thank uh, you. You can visit us at OCSD.org if you want to see more. Perfect. Okay, thanks. The City of Irvine urges you to observe red light safety. Responsible driving saves dollars and lives. Let's not meet by accident. This message is brought to you by the City of Irvine and KUCI. Hi there, it's Janine, the host of the Get the Funk Out show, and this week I have special guest Gina Venturini. She's a singer-songwriter, as well as a very accomplished jewelry maker, and she'll be here in just a bit to talk about her career as a singer, starting at age three, actually, and what she's been up to with her jewelry line and how things are continuing to grow and change in a positive way each and every day. To get things started, here's a live version of her song, Miracles.
That was Gina Venturini singing Miracles, written by Amanda Best. And now, this week's featured guest, Gina Venturini. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's Get the Funk Out show, Gina Venturini. Hey, Gina. Hi, Janine. How are you? I'm doing great, and, and just very, very gracious to be here with you today. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, you know, it's so interesting. When I met you, um, we were up at Kulak's Woodshed, right? Yes. And my friend Stacy Robin was putting on an event, and you had this beautiful jewelry line. But I had no idea you were a very accomplished vocalist. Yeah. The, um, I've actually been singing, you know, most of my life, studied opera, and, mm. uh, you know, got kind of my, I guess, performance chops uh, in a band called Passion right out of college. And that was actually, you know, my, my journey for the longest time, uh, trying to make it, so they say, in Hollywood. And then um, the jewelry line just kind of happened by accident. Oh. And uh, that, that started kind of escalating and taking off. And the music took um, a back seat for a little bit. Sure. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yes. Did you always know you wanted to sing? Oh, yes. Um, ever, I mean, I, ever since I was a young child, I think uh, if I remember my first performance was second grade. I played Bambi's mother. Oh. And I had to sing a solo. And I got this applause from the audience, and that was just like, you know, you're, I, I believe you're a singer-songwriter, too, so it's, it's just this feeling you get, you know, um, when you're on stage. Well, I'm not that bold. I, I play guitar. I haven't been brave enough to sing. I've done a little backup, but uh, I give you a lot of credit. Were you nervous in second grade? No, no, I wasn't. It's it just like you. it became natural to me, um, and it's it's just really weird. Uh, when I'm on stage, it's like I'm this whole different persona and, and just anything that, that I have going on in my life, uh, uh, even if it's like, you know, something that I'm dealing with stress or anything, once I get on stage, it just, it goes away. Beautiful. Kind of like I able to flow. Kind of like what? I'm able to just have the, I, I believe it's just the music just flows through me and it nice. just, just takes me to a whole different space. Nice. Now, you grew up in Nebraska, I was reading. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> As she says happily. I was reading also you studied the trumpet. What was that like? Was that a lot of fun? Were you not into it? or? No, actually, um, I, I was actually a pretty good trumpet player uh, for the longest time. Um, but, you know, you get teachers, unfortunately, that don't always guide you. And maybe um, I kind of had a, a circumstances where... Um, just the teacher that I had at that point, it was it was kind of making it sort of a, a negative um, aspect of of the music, mm -hmm. you know. So I just kind of um, didn't this as much. So when I when I by the time I got to high school, I wasn't as good as I was maybe in junior high. Oh. And I ended up kind of being like the last chair as opposed to the first chair. Um, but I always focused. My focus was always. To sing that's what I always wanted to do that was mm -hmm. my dream was to be the vocalist so I I always put you know my my energy into that but I, I think the trumpet helped build my my musicality and and, it, and that's also a solo instrument so it, it also helped me um, to be able to work as a solo soloist as, as well did you learn a lot of music theory were you playing by ear I was mainly playing by ear mm -hmm. I didn't really um, start getting into music theory uh, until I went to college. 
because um, I, I probably was one of the few students that, that entered into college. I never took piano lessons. Um, it, it's kind of funny when I when I auditioned, I went to University of Nebraska, and you kind of have you have to audition to get into the music school. Right. And they said to me, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "I want to sing like Pat Benatar because she was my mentor." I love it. And they, you know, here's this serious group of you know teachers, classically trained, and they looked at me. And one of the ladies said, um, "Well, there will be no Pat Benatar here. You will be singing um, opera." <laughs> oh my gosh! I can just see this very proper, uptight lady saying that there would be no Pat Benatar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I embraced it. I embraced um, the opera, and I loved it. That I did want to be an opera singer at one point. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I embraced it. the The theory aspect of music was so difficult for me. It was it was a struggle because I was probably, like I said, everybody else had you know been playing piano. Um, for a long time or some sort of like a guitar, you know, type of instrument. Sure. But, um, you know, the, it was great to learn that aspect. Uh, unfortunately, at that point, there was really no performance um, lessons. There was no performance majors like there are now. Um, so then when I left college, that's when I, I moved to Minneapolis, started singing back up for an Elvis and Neil Diamond impersonator. Oh, that's interesting. i got to hear about yeah, that. Yeah, that was very <laughs> interesting. You have a lot of different lives. <laughs> yes. And, How'd uh, you find that gig? Uh, I, w- I moved to Minneapolis and somehow uh, got a hold of this agent. that um, I, He was hmm. booking musicians, and that was the gig he booked me on. And we, we, we traveled. We traveled around Minneapolis playing all kinds of fairs. And then we even traveled to Nevada. Which that was that was quite a journey, <laughs> oh, but um, this guy he I mean he was making a good living. He'd do one set being Elvis and one set being Neil Diamond. Did you and, like uh, it, or you just you knew this is just building your chops? Kind no, of I had fun. I had mm-hmm. fun. I I actually have learned to appreciate the the music of Neil Diamond through that because the harmonies that you know were in his music are amazing. That's great. So it gave me appreciation for his music and gave me appreciation for Elvis's music, which I, you know, never really had uh, prior to that. And then, you know, but it it, it was kind of like, okay, this isn't going to be the all ending to my music, you know, career. Right. And then I, then that agent um, hooked me up with this band called Passion. And what they did is they played the Marriott circuit all over uh, mainly the East Coast, and and then they played like a Holiday Inn in in Wisconsin, and they mm-hmm. were a touring band. Okay, you know, seven seven nights a week. I mean, that they lived out of hotels. So I literally, um, you know, left Minneapolis with a suitcase, took a train to Memphis, Tennessee, because um, I actually spoke to this guy on the phone. He hired me over the phone. I took a train to Memphis, Tennessee, and met them there. Did you? How old were you at the time? I was like twenty. And were you, were you living on your own at the time? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I had. You know, I was living in, with a roommate situation. Just, just people I had moved into the house. But yeah, I mean, I left all by myself. And uh, wow, you know, it, you you had to take a chance. Yes, um, yes. But it, and and trust me, the the first day I got there, there was no um, just 
taking it in and chilling out. The very first night, I literally was um, started rehearsing, like, I don't know, at 6 o'clock at night, they were teaching me dance steps, and I was up till like, 3 o'clock Whoa. in the morning. Did you, you didn't have to perform that to night? I the Running Man and, and the Roger oh. Rabbit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So. When did you first go on? How many days later did you have to perform? Uh, I trained probably, I think it was about maybe three weeks because the singer's place I was taking was just finishing up. I, because, I mean, it was really intensive training. I had to learn all the dance steps. I had to learn all the songs, all the background harmonies because, you know, they would do four sets a night, four one-hour sets a night. Heavy duty. Yeah, so that was where I got my... Um, performance chops and and you know kind of I look at you know you see the the young you know especially the American idols they they go to win and and they don't realize what you have to get into you know people especially the young children they think that living this lifestyle of a a singer and you know is so glamorous. glamorous yeah yeah Excuse me one second. For my listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Gina Venturini. I'm your host, Janine, and this is the Get the Funk Out show. Go ahead, Gina. Yeah, I was just saying, um, you know, people watch TV with these shows that are, are, you know, making stars overnight out of these these kids, and they don't understand the hard work that goes into it. And, you know, at least I didn't have to go through the media aspect of it. But the band that I was in, I mean, we like I said, we would play – four one-hour sets a night, and then so we would get done like at 2 o'clock in the morning, Whoa. and then we would sometimes rehearse till 7 a.m. in the morning. How did you do that with no sleep? Uh, I don't, I slept, my hours of sleeping were like 8 o'clock to like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'd get up and work out, go eat my lunch, um, then come back and get ready for the show, and then we'd do our shows. I mean, that was a downside. I traveled across the United States, but I didn't really get to see everything because, you know, you're in a hotel and then you're working. That's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Um, and I did that for about two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was, it, I, you know, it was time for me to move on because I just, I wanted something more. I mean, it, we were doing cover tunes, so yeah. I always wanted to do my own stuff in the original music. Were you the lead, one of the lead singers in this band? Yeah, we had, there was three, we had three girls and three guys, and mm-hmm. us girls would take um, turns, you know, singing lead, singing backup. And um, ironically, the three main people are still together this day, wow. and they are still touring. Um, and I just actually reconnected to, to you know, the guy, his name is Ron Rallera. I just reconnected with him, you know, about a year ago over Facebook, and, and he he and um, his brother Al and Sarah, they they were all together before I joined the band way back when. They still are together, and they're still playing festivals. And, I mean, I give them much credit to be mm-hmm. able to have that lasting uh, right. type of, you know, career in the music industry. But that's a really tough schedule to finish up singing at 2, then to, to work, you know, work on it again till 7 in the morning. Yeah. That was, that's heavy. Yeah. But, um, you, you know, that's that's what they do. You know, that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, with the theme of the show being Get the Funk Out, we talked earlier, did you ever find yourself in a funk or saying, what, what did I get myself into? Is this really for me? You know, like, 
were these changes making sense to you in your life or were you questioning things? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I came to California, like I said, I think around the age of 26, you know, with this dream to be this famous singer. And for years and years, it was I was always chasing this dream, hooking up with different people that, oh, you know, you have a great voice. Let's get you doing this, doing that, never to have anything come to fruition. And probably okay. uh, 2005, I met these guys. We recorded a CD together, created a band called Genius Girl was playing out live and um you know i'd have people come up and say you're a great singer but you need to get a different backing group because i guess the performance ability wasn't there we just weren't jiving and connecting together on all aspects that needed to be you know in order to have a successful band did you know that before audience members were telling you that no i didn't i mean I knew that, I mean they weren't trained musicians they like um the the lead guy who who wrote a lot of the songs he's a fantastic songwriter he's a great guitar player but he taught himself um he could play his songs but like any other genres it was really you know difficult mm-hmm. the drummer you know it's it's you know it everybody has i guess their their own talent yes um I knew that their focus wasn't as was you know as strong as mine because they had great day jobs, and this was kind of like just for fun for them. So I knew that their heart really wasn't into trying to make it go further than than just playing you know local. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, I had to I had to remove myself from it you know, um, and I ended up performing the music myself and hiring musicians and then it got to the point where I was getting fabulous musicians um but you know paying a hundred to two hundred dollars a pop for each musician uh, on on my income is it's it wasn't going to work so I finally said to myself maybe this isn't meant to be for me and plus you hear people that say well you're you're at a certain age already You, you better give it up just really? Who said that? Yeah. Who said that? Oh, all, I heard it all the time. Or you know, when family? I family singer. Family? No, not not really family. Just just people in general. Oh, how discouraging. Yeah, yeah. I would I would get told. Well, you're you're you know you should have just don't quit your day job or whatever. Like you <sighs> say, I'm a singer, and and they're like, oh well, where are you performing? And it's like if you weren't some somebody who was well known, then you know they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, like I said, the, then the jewelry started happening, so I just kind of decided to take a break from music, and I, I pretty much figured, you know, that was not going to be my life. Jewelry was going to be my life. How did you come up with the idea for the jewelry company? Um, I, you know, was having to wear accessories on stage, and I was getting tired of paying the high prices, and, and I kind of looked at a, a bracelet and said, I could probably do this, and, you know, my husband ironically showed me how to make my first bracelet. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm sure you regret. That's great. To this day. What, you regret? Well, I'm, no, I'm just, I just joke. I said, oh. I'm sure he regrets oh, this day because oh. it's escalated into, sure. you know, 3,000 bracelets later. Costs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, I started wearing the jewelry on stage and people started approaching me and then saying, well, maybe you should sell it. Mm-hmm. So I started selling it. And um, 
I started then connecting myself though through uh, like charitable events with my jewelry line that also involved like you know Stacy it would be like a mu- musician right. sort of Robert. event mm-hmm. um, and then um, I'm not sure if you know who Tony Cook is but she runs a Cosmos Coalition she she has managed a lot of artists she was putting together this music showcase um, at the Talking Stick mm-hmm. and I met her I don't even I think I met her through Facebook but we were corresponding back and forth and she you know she said I want to I want to hear give, give you a chance to come and sing and Beautiful. um so I reconnected with singer-songwriter Jimmy Yamagishi at one of her film events wait how did and you meet Jimmy to begin with Jimmy I had met years ago uh through the music networking circles of just plain folk song net mm-hmm. you know narrow all those because I used to go to all those events all the time nice networking um while I was trying to make it in the music industry and uh so we've been kind of acquaintances but um never really played together and Tony said why don't you ask Jimmy if he can um you know accompany you because unfortunately I don't play a piano or a guitar well enough to accompany myself Mm -hmm. and I said to him, you know, I wanted to do some jazz stuff. So he he said, yeah. So he he uh, actually accompanied me at that showcase, and and everybody enjoyed it. And then he said, you know, I have some songs. Why don't you um, look at the look at them and and try to learn them? So we we did, and it was it was like a, a, an aha moment because the circumstances in my personal life that I was going through at that time the lyrics that were on the paper that I was singing, it was almost as they were written specifically for me, but he had written these lyrics years and years and years ago. Amazing. Look yeah. So, um, so you were kind yeah. of in a, you say you were at a low point at that point in your life and then you, you hooked up with yeah. him again? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, it was like, what am I here for? What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I've been kind of just chasing everything for so many years. I mean, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to be a, an actor. I was trying to be, you know, you name it. I was, I wanted to be, a, you know, radio. You know how you pay, you have to pay money to be on, to be a radio broadcaster, those kind of schools. And Oh, yeah. I was chasing everything to try to make it be successful as a singer. Yes. And um, I look at Jimmy coming into my life was, was this huge blessing because through the music, I have been able to not only heal from all the, you know, from my personal circumstances and in the pain and, and hurt that has gone along with that, but I have grown, been able to grow so much and the abundance that has been brought to me, not only um, musically, but my jewelry and just just life in general has just, it's, I, I can't imagine. It's, it's been way better than I imagined. How were you able to not give up, you know, sooner. I mean, you just seemed like you were had an incredible drive. I just, I just was lucky, lucky, lucky to be born with um, motivation. And I've always been the type of person that I, I, I have a dream, and I, I will never give up on that dream. I would rather turn ninety-five, you know, years old and still be fighting for this dream or doing my passion than to to just let go. Right. You know, and 
And that's what I, I tell people all the time. That's it, great. You know, because I, I have so many friends, you know, they've given up. They're like, well, I have a family. I have this. I said, well, do something little by little each day if it mm-hmm. just means writing something down. Right, right. Whether your passion is acting or your passion is exactly radio or, or whatever it is, you know. And you can do it on a smaller level. It doesn't have to be this grandiose sort of thing. You know, I, that was always my thinking. If I didn't get to a level that say, you know, Mariah Carey or, you know, a Whitney Houston, I, I assumed that I failed. Oh, that's, that's a very high bar. That's a high standard well, for yourself. And that's the kind of bar I would set for myself. But yeah. I finally have learned as I've gotten older to surrender mm-hmm. and to enjoy my journey and, and just, you know, just be blessed that I have talents to utilize to give back in some way. Mm-hmm. And that's how I wake up every day now. I, I am just thankful that, you know, I, I have the singing talents and, you know, I've, I have co-writers and I, I wouldn't consider myself a songwriter first. I would consider myself a singer, a performer, and I have, I, I do best with co-writing. Right. But, um, you know, to be able to utilize that and um, to utilize a jewelry. And now I'm looking for uh, things where I can combine the two. So the last year, our band, Valet, has been able to do a lot of the, the Relay for Cancer benefits. You know, I was just going to say, maybe you could do something with Coleman or some other organization. So let me hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we've been doing like the Relay for Life Cancer Benefits, and I sell my jewelry, and then the money, you know, I make money, so I'm able to donate. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I want to, to do, you know, part of that kind of type of uh, performances. What about singing at some of these events? Oh, we do. Oh, good. Yeah, our band performs, and then, um, like I said, I, I sell jewelry, and then we, so I just donate. Towards, towards that event for, say, this is from our band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's what we've been doing. Um, there's a, a couple of people that I've met, too, that are a PR team, and they've been, um, you know, they've, they've had us involved in a lot of stuff, too, for their charitable, charitable events. It seems like when we're really wanting something, we're really running after it, we're aggressive, we're want it, want it, we never get it. When we relax and let life take its course... The things that we need most come to us? It's totally true. You know? It's totally true. And it's it's about anything. It's I, I think it works for um, someone in your life, you know, just something in your life. And I just learned that I have to wake up each day and be grateful for everything that I have. Right. And when I started doing that, um, the abundance has been coming more and things for my artistic endeavors. Look at that. Oh yeah, it's been a it's been a big. Um, I've been on a big spiritual journey the last year and a half too, and just, but it's just escalated into my artistic endeavors and brought really amazing people into my life. And you know that's sometimes what it takes. I mean, just letting it go, and then people are going to pick up on your vibe that you're you're just much more relaxed about things, and you mm-hmm. never know who's going to be listening. You know, that exactly. day to your music, you never know. Or some event you go to or somebody buys your jewelry and then all of a sudden you're performing and you didn't realize they were somebody, you know, who could make a difference in your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I 
I, you know, my jewelry just in the last year, it's, I've, I've had the, you know, the great pleasure to have it be seen on the red carpet events from the Oscars, you know, to SAG Awards. Whoa. And, uh, my vision and then I you know I was teaching music and art uh, to kids for four, you know four and a half years of my life mm-hmm. and I met a family who owns a company uh, a big you know fashion company that's been around for 25 years and I decided to take the risk to leave my you know jimboree to go work for this this company full-time with a vision to get my jewelry line in to their stores and now my ring line is in their stores look at that We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. We're talking to Gina Venturini, and this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. This holiday season, you can help those who are less fortunate than you. iCareForYou.org stands for Infinite Compassion Action Relief Effort for Youth and Adults. This Orange County organization helps provide care to foster kids at risk youth and homeless youth, as well as Operation Feed the Homeless. On December 18th, you can help out by feeding the homeless, which will include over 50 children ages 3 to 11. Just visit www.icare4ya.org. That's I C A R E number four Y A dot org, and find out how you can bring a wrapped gift for a three to eleven year old, and all the details about helping to feed the homeless December eighteenth here in Orange County. And there'll be approximately one hundred adults and fifty kids, plus Santa. And if you can't make this December eighteenth event, every two weeks, icareforya.org has reoccurring events. Just visit www.icareforya.org. Or send an email to d.ramirez, that's R-A-M-I-R-E-Z, at icare4ya.org. This holiday season, help show some compassion and care for those in need. KUCI. It makes me wanna. 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 KUCI. 88.9 FM in Irvine. You're listening to... KUCI. You're listening to the Get the Funk Out Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine. 
We're back with Gina Venturini. I'm your host, Janine. This is the Get the Funk Out Show. And Gina is a very successful singer, songwriter, and a jewelry designer. Uh, so I want you to continue with your story. It's very interesting. Oh, about the jewelry? Yes. Yeah. I, like, like you said, uh, you know, my vision was to go work for, I mean, this company. Can I name the company? Sure. <laughs> well, the company's called Johnny Was. Johnny Was? Uh, okay. Johnny Was. It, it was actually uh, named after a Bob Marley song called Johnny Was a Good Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was teaching, you know, the grandchildren at Jimboree for four and a half years, and we became, you know, friends. Um, I became friends with the family, and they were a manufacturer wholesaler for 25 years all over the world in high-end boutiques, Nordstrom's and Neiman Marcus, and they just started expanding retail-wise here in California. Oh. Uh, the last like year and a half, so they opened up a second location at the Grove and said, you know, you want to come work here part time? And I said, sure. And um, but my vision was to get my jewelry into the company. They're kind of like a boho chic, mm-hmm. high, really high end, you know, clothing for women. Beautiful. And um, you know, I set up a meeting with the owner. He was very gracious. First of all, for him to even, you know, want to sit down and meet with me was a miracle in itself because, you know, what companies would really do that? Well, give yourself and, uh, some credit. I've seen your jewelry. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, but so, but I had actually met with him with illustrations for a leather line that I want to be, want to get done. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so I have a stretchy ring line that kind of got some popularity from Sharon Catherine Blanks a year ago. She She's the wife of Billy Blanks Jr. Oh, they, they created a dance fitness program called Dance With Me. Mm-hmm. So it's been getting some notoriety. So I met, told them, you know, well, here's my ring line. And they had me design like seven styles, and they picked three different styles. So my ring line um, is actually selling at their Santa Monica location, the Grove, and the Fashion Island location that just opened up. I love them. They're so stretchy. Yeah. Yeah, they're comfortable. Yeah, I love it. But, um... Yeah, so it's like I said, the journey that I've been on, and I, I never would have, I, I never imagined that it would have taken the direction. But like they say, that happens, you know. And when you surrender, things happen. Abundance comes. And maybe when you stop focusing so much on the music and you focus on something else, you could relax more and just let the music, you know. It's not like you right. were never going to do it again, but you just had to kind of put it on hiatus for a little bit and see where things were going to go. Right, and now it's it's come back. I mean, it's funny because no matter how I, how many times I've tried to like just get rid of music, just just from the frustration of oh, the business it. aspect of it, yeah. it always comes back to me. You're never going to. I'm mean, back to when you were no. three. You know, in right. Nebraska, it's not like you, you can all of a sudden wake up and go, "I'm never going to sing again." Right. Right. Yeah. That we, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be like being true to yourself. Yes. <laughs> what advice would you give to people that, you know, they are facing difficult times, they, they have these dreams, and they're just, you know, things aren't going well? Well, first of all, um, never, ever, ever give up. And you have to just, you have to lead with your heart and, and let the passion inside of you just live and, and shine from you, you know, mm-hmm. like shine your light and just, I would say, don't allow, allow yourself to be open to many things. Cause I'm learning and, and the more creative people that I meet, 
there are so many facets to our creativity. So it's true. not just stuck in one place. You know, you, you see singers, and then they become designers. They become, you know, um, actors, right. etc. cetera. But you, you, you just have to be open. But, you, you know, because I was told for the longest time, you have to focus on one thing only. Focus on one thing. But then, you know, you see people that are branching off on different things. Yes, have a focus. Um, but you have to surrender to... I, I, like I said, surrender to journey and and allow the universe to guide you. Sure. Because the more you, it's, it's kind of like the more you fight against it, and that you want it, it's not gonna it's not gonna come, or at least in the way that you think it's gonna come. It probably is gonna come in some other form. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. I mean, it 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 really really does. And and like a, what it was. I, I go back to the Oprah Winfrey quote where she says you you something like you have to surrender God has bigger dreams for you than you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's the only advice I can give. Well, no, it's good advice and because sometimes we think we're only good at one thing, which is ridiculous. I mean, you know, you can you can be a great singer, you can be a lousy cook, you can be right. great at, you know, uh writing. Um, you can be horrible at math. You know, I mean, you just, there. we are multifaceted, but we don't give ourselves credit for that. Exactly. And that was another thing I was going to say. Stop beating stop beating yourself up. And, and also, what most people do, stop comparing yourself to other people. Sure. Because that, I did that for so many years of my life. I, you know, I was comparing, why is this person famous and, you know, I can't even get a break. Yes. You know. It's Everybody bad. has their own journey, and, and people we have to stop allowing society also to compare us to other people. Right. No, it's a really um, bad thing to do to compare to other people. Exactly, uh, especially the young generation. I'm, you know, I, I feel for this young generation because, you know, with, with reality TV and some of the stuff that they see, it's, it's easy for them to start building insecurities so young. Well, but in some of these shows, though, you know, American Idol and everything, the bar is set so high. Yes. And then they, then people get out there and they show clips of people with, you know, laughable talent. We, you know, people make fun of how people sing. I mean, it's becomes our entertainment to make fun of people that right. don't have talent. It's sad. You know. Well, yeah, like that one guy many years ago. I forgot his name. Where he he actually became big from from being made fun of. Oh, right. On the first season of American Idol. I forgot yes. his name. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Yes, exactly. It's silly. It's so silly. No, you can't You can't compare yourself to these people, and you have to focus on what you're good at and, and try new things. I think that's what's really interesting. What I love about my show is I meet all kinds of people who are doing different things they never dreamed of. They might have thought um, they were always going to stick you know, to one thing, be in that cubicle at their office or focus on that one career and then bam, some life had love life changing moment or something else happened and now they are doing something that's completely opposite. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, I've been in many cubicles. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I my resume is probably about like three pages long of how many different types of jobs I've had over the years trying to be an artist. But 
you have to survive and you know that people just have to you have to stay focused and just do little by little each day if it, if it's even just as much as writing down in your journal the kind of life you want to have writing every day you mm-hmm. know this is what you want to do then do that right and then you know you never know if and if you ask ask for guidance um people you know you'll be amazed the people that get brought into your life and now working at Johnny was as well I'm it's it's I'm starting to get people brought to me that are even on a, a upper level starting you know that no a-list celebrities it's and um, you know yeah I was gonna say how did you end up having your jewelry at the SAG Awards well, I, I have a friend from Nebraska who she's the assistant editor for Variety Magazine, and she was so gracious. I For years I've been asking her, hey, if you want to wear my jewelry, let me know. And I've always missed the time frame. And then, you know, in 2011 she called me up and said, I would love to wear your jewelry. I think it was the Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then she wore it for the SAG Awards and then the Oscars. I created her something for the Oscars. Beautiful. And there was a picture of her behind, um, I can't remember what star it was, but it was an A-list star, and you could see her clearly, and my, my necklace was shown. Beautiful. Yeah. And then my friend Darcy Monet, uh, she's a singer-songwriter. I'm not sure. She, her name sounds her. familiar. Yeah. She's, she's just a, an amazing, talented voice and songwriter, and... Her friend, Levi Christ, was a Tony Award winner, so she got the opportunity to go to the Tony Awards and wore my jewelry there. Uh, yeah, so I, like I said, I've just, just the people that have been brought into my life, it's, it's amazing. Like, like I said, when I think back of all the years struggling, wanting to be this famous singer, and finally when I let go, it's just brought more to me than I would ever imagine. What do you see... Over the next five years, if you could envision anything, or maybe you've stopped, would you, you know some kind oh, of thing? Oh no, I. Um, well, in the next five years, I just, I just, um, I vision things. You know, the dreams, my dreams coming true, where I'm just a uh, working artist. You know, both musically, uh, you know, jewelry wise, and who knows? I mean, maybe a purse line or some other sort of fashion line and just being able to, you know, tour around, around the world and, and um, just bringing inspiration through the music and through the jewelry line. Nice. You know, and I, and I'm, like I said, I'm just keeping, I'm at this point in my life, I'm just staying open to whatever opportunities come my way. That's so great. Yeah. If you could give advice to your younger self, what would that be? Oh, let's see. My <laughs> my younger self was such a mess. When you were little. Yeah. Oh, when I was little, little. Yeah. Um, probably the same advice I'd give to my older self, and that's just don't stop believing in yourself and don't ever give up on your dreams. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you have taken trumpet all over again? Would I have taken trumpet? No. No. I would have taken piano or uh, guitar. Mm-hmm. I would have taken an instrument and gotten very fluent on an instrument that I could accompany myself because it might have helped me be a better songwriter too. I see. Yeah. 
Did you ever have the desire to play guitar or piano later on, or were you just too busy? Oh, yeah. I actually took jazz piano uh, classes, you know, about five, seven, you know, more like uh, seven years ago, and mm-hmm. I actually have a guitar, and I took some guitar lessons, but it's just, you know, they say the older you get, it's harder, and plus, with time, you don't focus on sitting there trying to, you know, practice like you should. Sure. I know. I know. And then... Something else happens where, like, now with the jewelry, too, Are you busy? that takes up a lot of time. So I finally have let go and, and come to the realization, you know what? Um, God gave me a voice. Mm-hmm. So I have to use that to to the, the best that I can. And maybe I'm just here to interp- interpret people's songs. You know, Jimmy calls me his voice. Oh. So, um, that's so I, I try to make sure I can do the best that I can when I'm singing somebody else's song to deliver it how they would hear that hear it in their head being delivered right to an audience. Now, if people want more information about you, where can they go? Well, uh, <clears throat> I you can follow my jewelry. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm on Facebook. Okay. Uh, our band Valet actually has a page. So V A L E T. V A L E T. All right. Uh, my my website for my jewelry is Gina, and then my my name Venturini Designs. Mm-hmm. And then um, I I do have a music page, but I don't really update it that much. Etsy, too. I, I have my stretchy ring line. If they want to see the stretchy ring, ring line, it's on Etsy.com under Dina Venturini Design. Can you provide your website for maybe music? Do you want to read your bio? or? Uh, yeah, links? yeah. Gina, yes. Gina Venturini Music. I think I posted the bio and stuff, but I don't have songs loaded up there. That's fine. I'm going to put, I'm going to put this on the blog, too, and uh, so people can catch up with you and see Great. where you're performing and what you're up to. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great, and I wish you best of luck. I know lots of great things are going to happen for you. Well, thank you, Janine. And and I just, again, I thank you for this amazing opportunity. Oh, you're so welcome. Here's Gina Venturini singing Hey Valet, and the song is written by Jimmy Yamagishi.
That's a wrap for this week's show. Thanks for tuning in to the Get the Funk Out show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm your host, Janine, and I'll be back here next Monday at 9. Have a safe, happy, healthy holiday season. And up next, Cure for the Blues with Sheldon Abbott.